Angels have the ability to shapeshift. We know that. They can appear as male or female, both the good guys and the bad guys. They can appear as human beings. They, they can, they, it, the, the Greek word is meniskitsmatosai, and I got this from Rastisdar, meniskitsmatosai, the ability to shapeshift and appear as anything that they want to, male or female, whatever. This is why with the Greek pantheon, we have both mm. male and female. This is, this is what's going on. And so somehow the enemy, and I wrote about this in, in Countermove, how the Nephilim returned after the flood. Eve is not taken aback by the fact that the serpent is, she's just conversing with him like it's normal. Now, how, how long did this go on? We're not told. I don't think it was the first time. Mm-mm. Adam's not around. I think this was normal on some level where she had this ongoing discourse with this character who appears as the shining one, mm-hmm. as the shining one. That's That's his true form. And so because he's kind of impersonating this um then the curse comes out this is what this is what's going to happen to you which is what we see now but that's that's there's a lot there's a lot of mystery in mm-hmm. in, in genesis you know it's we're left scratching our heads more than right not. right but it's important that we understand that 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 statement from the pre-incarnate christ in the garden mm-hmm. sets up in my opinion sets up the rest of the narrative because the antichrist yeah. is the son of perdition he literally it's rosemary's baby he is the seed of the dragon that's who he is he doesn't go to antichrist school to become the antichrist mm-hmm. he is just like jesus was born of a woman there's dna that's mixed there don't ask me how that works but there's there's dna there's there's some sort of exchange in her womb of of genetic material and you know messiah is born there he is and and like us he's got a he's a baby i mean give me a break it's yeah. unbelievable how does that work you know but it does and so the antichrist is the seed of the dragon um the son of perdition literally and i think he will boast some sort of an alien connection because this mm-hmm. is a great deception if if right. this wasn't what's manifesting I'd be looking for what was. Late Jim Tetlow used to think it would be Marian apparitions that would bring him great deception. And we used to discuss this on the phone. And it's part of it, but it's not It's not the spear, the tip of the spear. The tip of the spear is the whole UFO, UAP connection. Yeah. So you were talking about these Marian apparitions. Um, could you explain a little bit about that? Because I remember hearing about the, the Fatima and the, the like these – it, there were these kids, these three kids that seemed to have this this encounter regularly. Um, what I mean, what was they? What was that kind of stuff? Um, I don't know how much time we have, but I created two films on this. So it's, it's 2017. It's 2017. Peggy's in the bathroom putting on her makeup. We're getting ready to go to church. It's a Sunday morning. So I mean, I'm I'm trying to be as patient as possible which for me is an impossibility. And uh, I'm just minding my own business in the bedroom. And Holy Spirit taps me on the shoulder, gives me one word, Fatima. And I go, I go, Fatima. Oh my gosh, it's 2017. It's it's the 100 year anniversary. You've got to be kidding me. This is unbelievable. I, I go into the bathroom and I go, we're going to Portugal. The Lord just told me to make films on, on Fatima. I don't believe this. 
So like, like we start the process and you want to talk about favor, you know, when the Lord gives us an assignment like this, it's just everything just like, it's like, wee. we got this donation out of the blue from people we didn't even know that paid for the trip. We, we got hooked up with Francisco Carrera, who's the head of ExoPolitics and was immersed up to his eyeballs in the Fatima apparitions. Mm-hmm. And so we went there. Uh, and Francisco was our guide, and we we got we got to Fatima on one of the days. So the the backstory to this whole thing is there are three children. They are illiterate. They are Lu- Lucia or Lucia. Most people know her as Lucia, but the Grenac Portuguese pronunciation is Lucia. Anyway, so she's ten. Francisco, the cousin, is nine, and Jacinta is seven. These are illiterate young children, all prepubescent. They're out there in the fields with their sheep and their shepherds. They're not going to school. They're taking care of the sheep. It's, and it's 1917. 1917, World War I is raging. The mm-hmm. Bolshevik Revolution has just happened. Europe is terrified that communism is going to spread into Europe. This is, this is where we are. Uh, the, the men are sent off to the front. There's no communication. In Portugal, there's no aerial phenomenon at all. People have never seen a blimp or an airplane. There might have been one, one bi-wing plane in, Le- in Lisbon, maybe. But even that's like, eh, it, they're just not there in 1917. They're just mm. not. You know, the Wright brothers, when did that happen, right? So this is all very new. So there's a group of psychics. And this is all in our films. There's a group of psychics who get together and through the t- occult technique of automatic writing, where you write like Michelangelo um, or, or Da Vinci used to from right to left and you hold it up into a mirror. There was a, there was a message that came through. So all these mm-hmm. psychics are in a circle. They're calling down their spirit guide. One guy, the spirit comes in, the demon comes into him. It's called automatic writing. Madame Blavatsky, the mother of the new age, this is how she wrote all of her vitals. She would go into a room, lock herself in. Three days later, she comes out with ISIS unveiled. You know, that's how it works because the spirit's just going like this, just mm-hmm. writing as fast as it can. She's in a trance. So this guy writes this thing and he says, something wondrous will happen on May 13th, 1917. Signed, Stella Matutina. The bright morning star. <laughs> hmm. Right. Check number one. And so it's automatic writing. They published this in Oseculo, which is which is the Portuguese newspaper. I've actually been to um, not the original site, but they have this they have this huge building where the actual original letter is kept behind glass. And I got to photograph that and see that. Or not letter, but the the automatic writing, Stella Matutina. So this goes out. People aren't thinking anything about it. So on, on, May, on May 13th, 1917, the three children, Lucia, <coughs> excuse me, Francisco and Jacinta, are tending sheep. All of a sudden, bam, there she is above the treetops. It's not Mary the Bible. And we, we took Mary off the table. We don't, people, mm. and, and I even say this at the beginning of the film. People have a right to believe what they want to believe. If you believe it's Mary the Bible, I'm not going to argue that with you. But I'm not going to believe it's Mary the Bible, because you know this this not what not what was seen. The children are looking at this thing. Where are you from? She never said from heaven. She never said her name was Mary. She pointed to the sky. She communicated with them telepathically. Mm. Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta 
could could they all saw her, but only Lucia and and Jacinta could hear her. The the entity gave them something to eat and drink. Very typical for UFO encounters, by the way. Lucia and Jacinta ate and drank, but Francisco only ate. So Francisco could see her, but never heard her. So now you got two of the girls. That's it. And it's mostly Lucia who's telling everybody what she's seen. So the entity goes, I'll be back next month. So it's it's May 13th. So it's now June 13th. They've told their parents. There's a small group of people that are there. The entity appears again. Only the kids can see her. And this goes on by this time. So it's May, June. By the time it gets to July, the clergy's heard it. The magistrate, the mayor of the town, all the stuff is going on. In our film, there was the parish priest and and Father Fiera. And we, all of our source material comes from his writing, comes from the 1917 handwritten, handwritten testimonies. So Father Fiera is interviewing people who have who were there, including Lucia and Jacinta and Francisco, trying to get to the bottom of this. Father Fiera, right from the get-go, believed it was demonic. Bully for him, because mm. I do. So by August, the kids are incarcerated. So they're not there for August 13th. But the crowd has squelled to thousands of people. All right? Thousands of people were there. People were seeing weird aerial phenomena. Flying hats. What? Does a flying hat remind you of? If you saw a flying hat, what would you say? I saw a UFO. Remember, yeah. 1917, there's nothing in the vernacular like flying saucer, UFO. None of that's there. So September comes, they go, the magistrate, the priest, the, the, the monsignor, there's a whole bevy of people up there. And, uh, and Father Fierro writing everything down in the handwritten documents. This time, we're going to let you go see the entity Ask her, tell her that we need a sign. So the kids go back. Sure enough, the entity appears. She was about three feet tall. She's wearing a skirt that went right below her knees. Mary of the Bible would not wear a skirt like that. Women in 1917 in Portugal wore dresses all the way down to the tops of their shoes. So the fact that she's wearing a skirt that's showing part of her legs is way outside the paradigm. This is not Mary of the Bible. This is something else with all due respect. Mm -hmm. And it's been dressed up with Mary and, <coughs> excuse me, Catholic clothes. So there's not much you can do about it. So the kids go and they, they tell the entity that we've been told to ask you for a sign. So the entity says, yes, on October 13th, I will be here. There will be a sign. The kids go back. They tell everybody this spreads like wildfire. 1917, there is radio, but not many people have them. There's no television. So it's all newspaper and lots of word of mouth. October 13th comes, 1917. There are upwards of 70,000 people in the field. Wow. 70,000. They're waiting for the sign. It's been raining all night. Everyone is sopped to the bone. The ground is all wet. The um, There's a sea of umbrellas. There's the, the, remember, Portugal now is a republic, but the king from the monarchy that was deposed, the king's royal photographer, Joshua Benolio, is there in the field. And Benolio takes 12 pictures, 12 pictures of the event. And so the entity is supposed to be there at noon, and all of a sudden it's been raining, it stops raining, the clouds part, and the sun comes out. But in front of the sun comes this cloud. And out of the cloud comes a disc-like object, which falls to the ground like this. 
and then spins and goes back up into the cloud and then falls again. It does this. I love props. It does. <laughs> it does this three different times. Okay. And this before it does what we call the flyby where it comes right over the crowd like this. All sorts. We did two films. Harbingers of Deception is the title of one. Strange Phenomena is the second. Car windshields exploded. Automobiles suddenly burst into flames. The people who were underneath the flyby, their clothes suddenly dried. Days later, they had radiation burns, like sunburn, just like wow. Richard Dreyfus when he leads his head out of the car and looks up at the UFO, just like that, the radiation burns. This is high strangeness. And in our film, we show the only picture that's ever been published from Joshua Benoliel showing a disc-like object hovering right over the apparition site. Here's the apparition site right over it. And it's in the picture. And we actually interviewed Jose Machado, who's a professor of semiotics. This is what he does for a living. He studies photographs and all this. He was able to go into the sanctuary at Fatima. And after they couldn't find the pictures. They couldn't find the glass. Them, oh, yeah. It was just like, just like Raiders of a Lost Ark when they take the ark and they make that left turn and it's see you later. Exactly, exactly what this is. No one knew where the original glass plates from Joshua Benoliel, who took these pictures in 1917. Well, they finally found him after three hours. And we have a picture where Jose is, is holding the glass plate. He's got the museum gloves on the whole deal. And we grilled him on this because – uh, you know, Jose, are you sure? And it's, it's people would say, Jose, it's Jose in Portuguese. So, Jose, are you sure this is not a scratch or a chemical burn? Nope. Whatever this is, is intrinsic. It's in the film itself. We published that in our film. We were allowed to publish that. But it's the only picture that shows that it was, in my opinion, a UFO event. And here's something else. People looked up eyewitness accounts that were in the field at Fatima that day in, 19, in October 13th, 1917. They looked up and in their own, own words, their own testimony, handwritten by Father Fiera, I looked up and saw a dull silver disc. It's like right there. I looked up and saw a dull silver disc. I saw a silver disc that was spinning. I mean, we hear this mm. from the witnesses, eyewitnesses over and over again. This is why we call it Strange phenomena, harbinger of deception, because this sets this 70,000 people, for the most part, believed in Malai. And there's a picture mm. which I show in my presentation. There's about, it's taken by Joshua Benoli of the crowd looking up during the miracle of the sun. They're looking like this. One guy is perplexed. Somebody else has their hands folded. They're praying. They're interpreting it religiously. There's a woman looking at it like very skeptical. There's somebody else with their face just blown away like, like that. The body language is incredible. There's so much to, to glean from that just that one picture that Joshua Benoliel took. In my opinion, with all due respect to people who want to believe it was Mary the Bible, it was not Mary the Bible. When you do a deep study into Fatima from the original 1917 photographs and handwritten testimonies, there's no way this is Mary. There's no way. This is a harbinger of deception. And, and that when it – what about the third secrets? Well, all these secrets came afterwards. There were no secrets 
in, in Father Fierro's handwritten testimonies are just not there. The word Russia is never mentioned at all in the handwritten testimonies. So Francisco and, and Jacinta die in the flu, so now you only got Lucia. At 18, she's transported into a convent, and the Jesuits run the story, and this is where Lucia's memoirs begin to take place, including the third secret, including consecrate Russia to my sacred heart. It's not in the 1917 hand. It's not there. Russia is never mentioned. None of it. It's all, this is all a construct. So, you know, you, you t tell people this when they look at you, oh, you're just being anti-Catholic. No, I'm not. I'm just looking for the truth. If it's there, then why isn't it there in the 1917 handwritten records? 